0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Gracious Lord, may we live into your will, somehow As we subject ourselves to your word, we know it. We know what we're called to do. We know because of the testimony of your Holy Spirit in our hearts. Lord, move us in that way. We ask it even now as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning comes from the 103rd Psalm, which is a psalm in which we are called to, to bless the Lord. And one wonders, how do we do that? You know, what, what is my, this little drop in his ocean? What is this little bit of darkness in his light? How do we bless the Lord? How do we matter? Except that we, we show to him what he shows to us. He appreciates us and he loves us. And so we return that which he has first given to us. We, we appreciate our God and we love him. And so as God's children, we find in that the greatest appreciation and, and well, the greatest love for this life when we can bless the Lord. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the 103rd Psalm. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as east is from west. And the Lord is as a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. He knows that we are weak, that we are only dust. Got God add his understanding to this hearing of his word? So God is presented to us as a father. And there's been a lot of rebellion against that. there been many who've tried to say, well, that's just the result of an ancient patriarchal culture. But if we take that away, God becomes impersonal. And yes, people have had bad fathers. But that doesn't mean we reimagine God. It means that we reimagine fatherhood. It means that we try to understand what a good father is and and try to maintain an understanding of what that means in in actual life. With the understanding that, that God is our father. He is the one who has birthed us and has given us life. He is the one that created all things. And and out of that creation comes this, which is his beloved family. And if you look at the opening chapters of Genesis, God creates through a, it's an interesting process. He divides in order to create so the division that he first creates is that of between light and dark. And then he goes on from the waters above from the waters to the waters below. He separates out and creates the, the vault in between. And even the story of Noah talks about the fact that the windows of heaven open and the fountains of the deep open up and enclose, threaten to undo creation. And then the separation of sea and dry land, the separation of day and night, separation of sea and and air creatures and of land creatures. And this work of separation then culminates with the separation in 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 the gift of God of human life. It says, God created man in his own image, Male and female, he created them. So the final act of creation is this, is this polarity, if you will, this incompatibility of maleness and femaleness, of, of men and women. And, and in this, he then makes the declaration about the two becoming one. So he creates and then brings them back together together that the two of them might be made one. And as the ancient fathers of the church have interpreted this passage, the one becomes the child, or in some cases, the ten. Right? (laughs) And in the second creation account, the man is made by God, and the man is in perfect relationship with God, But God says it's not good. In other words, the man alone in relationship with God, God says is not good. And so he says, I will make a helper fit for him. And he creates the woman. Now let me suggest, the woman is the final act of God's creation. Everything else leads up to this. And The woman is thereby, I believe, not just because I'm a guy, but I believe theologically and intentionally, the woman is the most magnificent creature on the planet. (laughs) And there is, and is there anything more beautiful And a mother with her children. Anything that surpasses that beauty. About a decade ago, I I took my sweetheart and her kids to California. And we went to Yosemite Valley. And we went up Glacier Point. We drove there. Because from there, you get a a view of, of Half Dome from the side. And while we were up there, Jamie and her kids were over standing on a rock close to the edge where it goes down precipitously. And I looked at them all. I couldn't even see Half Dome. The beauty of that woman and her children surpasses the beauty even of something like Yosemite Valley. And so it is how God made us, how God created us to live in such a way as to recognize the great gift that God has given us in one another. And again, it's it's a relationship that, as I say, is rooted in an essential incompatibility. (laughs) And we know this. I saw growing up, my dad, civil engineer. He was always so organized; everything was in place. On a scale of one to ten, he was probably a nine in organization. He knew I was sneaking out the car when I was 13 years old because he kept track of all the gas mileage and all that sort of thing. And um, and then there's mom, who was very strict about keeping things clean, but but everything was clutter. <laughs> so there was dad's area and there was mom's area and, and it was wonderful. It was joyous. It was, it was fun. And those are the kind of things you don't even notice until you get older anyway. But the, the gift that is given to us uh, as, as, as husband and wife, as mother and father, and then as of children, is an overwhelming reality that that we simply acknowledge, not just on occasions such as Father's Day, but but at all times. And we are so we are so moved and touched with gratitude at however beautiful things are out there, how much more beautiful they are right here. And you know, we live in a time when a lot of this is being undercut. A lot of what I have already said perhaps would be cancelled if I were working for a big corporation. But the reality is reality is God created this world. And part of his creation was was this whereby we, we populate the earth and do so in a manner that acknowledges that the men are responsible to provide and to protect because the woman with her children, is, are, they are so vulnerable. And the little ones so tender and need protection. And so the man who only participates some must have a core responsibility to make provision and to protect. So I'm at Marshall's with my youngest. She was about three years old, Amy. And uh, she's the one who's in in Bend, Oregon now. Now she's grown up, doggone it. I know why they keep growing on us. But um, I'm in Marshall's and I've got her over my shoulders and we're walking around and she spots something. (laughs) This little basket with soap in it. She spots it and has me go over and pick it up. And she says, Daddy, that's the kind of thing that I think a a daddy would like to get for his little girl. (laughs) (laughs) I said, honey, we don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, but Daddy, I love you. So you can see the, the result of that. <laughs> and how many times over do we go through that as fathers? Uh, we know it's not whether, it's how much. <laughs> we, we do this, we provide. And we provide more than just what is needed. We provide those things also that are wanted. And that, that is a great gift. I would rather be impoverished by that by making provision for, for others than, than hoarding it to myself. I would rather see those who are following in my wake as I have followed in the wake of my father and my grandfather, my grandmother and my mother. I'd rather see them flourish than, than me, get septic, spiritually with a bunch of stuff. So we, we've been created by our God. We didn't create ourselves. And, and because God made us, and because God loves us, he wants, he wants us to know of His compassion and care, and to thereby be a model of how we, particularly as fathers and as mothers, as parents, are to be with our own little ones and those around us. That that we become vessels of the grace of God and, and the love that passes through us. And that love then goes out to those who are in our care. And we cannot thereby ever be depleted. Yes, we can have some tough economic times. But we're never depleted, because God is rich in his mercy and his grace. But The unique role of a father is, well, let's face it. Children need not just the love of their mother, which is so, I mean, it's so eternal to a child. There's no point in the child's existence where she doesn't know of that love from even before birth. And then with birth, there she is. Mom is right there to nurture and care for. and Mom is this ever-present reality. But then who's this guy out here? Remember when my first was born, I was immediately transformed with a sense of responsibility. I have to pay for this. I have to take care of this. I've, I've got to do everything I can now to make sure that this little one is safe and grows up to be a, a, a grown person. And it was a transformative event. And, and yet it's a, a responsibility that comes with it a great joy. And... So even today, and because it's Father's Day and because I remember those very special times with my own kids, the shoes I'm wearing, I had since before my children were born. The tie I'm wearing was from my own father. And even now, oftentimes, most Sunday afternoons, I will keep my church clothes on because that's what my grandfather did. I try to maintain some of those deep traditions that constitute family traditions, but that are also honoring the faith of our fathers. I remember I was home from seminary, about 24 years old, 25 years old, something like that. and Mom and dad had gone to um, Omaha, Nebraska. Dad was transferred from Riverside to Omaha. And we were driving... Uh, along Military Park, if you know Omaha at all, along Military Park, and and I was driving, and some guy, some young guy, came swerving behind us. This is kind of a quasi-residential street, just two-lane road, swerving behind us, uh, knocked on his horn, cut us off, and then hit his brakes. I have no idea why. And he pulled over. So I got out. He got out, and I started walking toward him. He was just standing there. Then my dad got out. Dad was about 60 at the time. And then the guy turned and got back in his car. <laughs> dad, of course, said, you see there, son? When I got out, he ran. <laughs> but You know, he was, I don't put it past him. My father who was a World War II veteran, my father who was one of six, my father who loved mother with all of his heart, my father who loved all of us and and sacrificed for us. No surprise to me that, that he would see such an event as that as him protecting His boy. Because let's face it, no matter how old we get, our kids are still little ones to us. They're still vulnerable. We worry about them and we pray for them. So on Father's Day, what we recognize is not that fathers are the best example of what God looks like. But God is the best example of what we should look like as fathers. And what we should look like as, as parents, as mothers as well. That we, that we would give our lives, that we'd sacrifice, that we would give ourselves for those who come behind us. Those who are such a gift of God to all of us. So to me, this is simply... An, an acknowledgement of the, the challenges and the high calling that we have as we have been given this gift of being fathers. Will you join me in prayer? Thank you, O Lord, that you give us such mercy and grace. Thank you, O Lord, that you understand and you don't hold stuff against us. Instead, you embrace us. Thank you, O Lord, for your love, which is everlasting. We pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.